morning, everyone. My name is Shane. I'm the associate pastor of this church. So good to see you here today. Hey, first of all, I would like to share with you, um, my mom came to New Zealand two days ago. She decided to um, come to New Zealand on Thursday, and my dad booked a ticket for her on Friday, so she flew to us just two days ago. So my, it seems like my dad just can't wait to let my mom go. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're fine. They're good. Um, I love, I love being around mom because my mom always makes me feel younger. Hey? Because no matter how old I am, in my mom's eyes, I'm always the teenage son. Okay, it seems like when I got to 15 or 16 years old, I got stuck and stopped growing. You know, my mom still asks me things like, how much water do you drink every day? Have you done your laundry? Hey, go to bed. It's late. Okay. Hey, mom, just a kind reminder. You also have two grandchildren now. Okay? A seven-year-old and five-year-old. So maybe you should shift your attention to them. They need more help than I do. You know, today we are um, getting into week three of our Christmas sermon series. And this sermon series is about the significant, significant people in the Christmas story. So today, we are going to uh, read a story about Jesus' mom, his mother Mary, and his legal father Joseph. So they are devoted, they are holy, they are uh, obedient and faithful couple. And we are going to see how their story impacts our lives today. Right, you know, after three years pandemic, every aspect of life has been affected. And um, I know most of us as Christians, we just want to do our best to live a normal Christian life. We know we are not perfect and we make mistakes. But in generally, we are following the biblical truth and we do right things according to our conscience. But somehow, things don't always turn out the way we want. And sometimes, we find ourselves stuck in the unexpected situation and wondering, hey God, how come I'm here? A am I in the right place? A am I still on the right path and are you still with me? Friends, if you or someone you know is troubled by this kind of question or doubt, today's message is for you. Through the story of Joseph and Mary, God wants us to understand that as long as we are following the truth and holding on to our faith, wherever we are, it is the right place for God to move. Wherever we are, it is the right place for God to move. Because God will always accomplish His plan, no matter what. Now, let's get into the Scriptures. The Gospel of Luke 2, verses 1 to 4. 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So Caesar wants to know how many people in his empire are available to tax. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. It's about 150 kilometers between Nazareth to Bethlehem, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Now, Mary was a 40 weeks pregnant, so she was due on any day. But she had to travel 150 kilometers with Joseph to Bethlehem on a donkey, and that was not fun or even safe for a pregnant woman to do that. So, after a long, rough journey, finally they arrived in Bethlehem at night. Luke two verse six to seven. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. This is Jesus. She wrapped him in clothes, and placed him in the manger because there was no guest room available for them. There's no guest room available for this couple because too many people came back to this little town for the censors. So Joseph and Mary, they had no choice but stayed in a stable. With animals, when she was giving birth, wow! Let's look at the whole journey. I mean, 150 kilometers rough journey on a donkey. Okay, from hometown to a strange new place, Bethlehem, and then no place for you. Okay, stay in the stable. Place your newborn baby in the manger. Woo! It doesn't sound very encouraging for someone who is so faithful to God. If I was in the same situation, I might ask God, "I thought I was doing the right thing, right? I thought I was following you, but am I in the right place? Are you still with me?" Well, you know, nothing. Nothing surprises God. An Old Testament prophet, Micah, seven hundred years before the birth of Jesus, had prophesied, "Bethlehem was the place for the Messiah to be born." So don't worry, don't doubt, Joseph. You are in the right place. You see, the Roman censors was used was ordered by Caesar for a taxation purpose, but God used that for a greater purpose, far greater than Caesar's could ever know. It fulfilled the prophet and pointed to the greatest ruler of all time, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Wow. You see, no matter people are for God or against God, 
God will always accomplish His plan. No matter people are on the same side with God or on the opponent's side, God will always win. So what's the reason for us not to believe in God's plan? So my first thought for you today is we must believe in God's plan because His plan will always, always be accomplished. Philippians first verse, Philippians first verse, verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God has had a plan in your life. And no situation is a surprise to him. And God will always complete what he has begun in your life. Remember this, God will always complete what he has begun in your life. When God makes his plans for you, he had took everything into account because he can foresee everything you will go through. Joseph and Mary had not seen what's coming in their life, but God had known that. And he already got a plan for them. So regardless of all the difficulties and all the unexpected situations, God's plan still be accomplished. Jesus was born healthy and safely. Nobody, nobody had seen the pandemic was coming. But God had known that. God had known everything we will go through. And he already took everything into account when he makes the plan for us to ensure, to make sure that his plan will always be accomplished no matter what. Because he will always, always complete what he has begun in our life. So let's believe in God's plan. My second thought for you today is we must expect God's open doors. Always expect God's open doors. Early this year, um, I was traveling with other, some of the uh, eating church pastors um, to, to our regional eating church's meeting. My task is to introduce the growth track. So one of the meetings was in Christ Church. So we stayed in the hotel. And I was sharing a room with the lead pastor of our online campus, Pastor Adrian. I have no problem. Adrian was a very nice guy. He was a fantastic roommate. But we only received one key card for two people. I didn't quite understand that. You know the key card, unlock the door, and then you um, insert the card in the power switch to turn on the power? We only have one. And the next morning, I got up very early because I want to try the gym in the hotel. And I didn't want to leave past the agent in the darkness. Right? Yeah, I, I, I want to become the light in his life. So, so, so I decided, okay, let's leave the 
key card in the power switch. Okay, I don't really need that. So I grabbed the bath towel, you know, from the bathroom for my workout. I closed the door, passed through the hallway, you know, entered the lift. The lift door was closing. And then I pressed the button of the gym, the label of the gym. Nothing moved. Nothing happened. And then I realized, oh, there is a security system here. You cannot control the lift without the key card. Okay, you have to swipe the card. Okay, let's open the door. And then I realized, none of the buttons works without the card, including the open door button. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Hey, I don't quite understand this security system. Okay? If it's a security system, you should ask people for the key card before they entered the lift. But now you allow anyone to enter this space freely, and then you shut the door from behind. Now you cannot get out of here. That's not a security. That's a trap. That's how I catch a mice, a mouse. So I try all the buttons. None of them work. And so I try to open the door by hand. You know, I have seen Bruce Willis did it in his movie. He makes it look easy. But the doors just don't move. And then I saw, hey, there's still one last button I haven't pressed. The red one. Emergency, the emergency button. So I say to God, God, please don't ask me to use the card for this button. So I pressed. Oh, wonderful. I can hear the dial sound. But after 20 or 30 dials, nobody answered. Nobody answered. So I just sit on the floor. Not that big. It's a very small space. And I was thinking, hey, what is all this about? I just want to go to the gym. About 20 minutes later, boom. Wow. <laughs> the lift was moving. It stopped at the ground floor. So as the doors were opening, I could see a security guard outside. And I was holding the hotel tower, and so I say to him, hey, first of all, I lived in this hotel, and I'm not stealing the tower from the hotel, okay? I just want to go to the gym. And this security guard was very nice. He believed me, he took me to the gym. You know, sometimes, and our circumstances just make us feel like we are stuck in the lift. When I am in the lift, I'm in a three-dimension space, tiny little box. I try all the buttons. I try everything I could. There's no open door for me. I cannot get out until someone outside opened the doors for me. So when we are stuck in the circumstances, 
when we are in a situations, it seems like there's no way out for us. You know what? There are heaps of ways for God, because God is not bound to this dimension. God is now bound by space and time, just like the security guard. He can press any button on any floor. My lift can move, and the doors will open. For God, He was sitting. He is sitting in the operating room. He can just press any button of any floor, and our situation will change, and there will be an open door for us. Luke two verses nine to eleven. Some shepherds were living in the fields. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord." God and His angels can see things we cannot see. They can do things we cannot do. They can go to the places we cannot go because they are not bound by space and time. They are not bound by the dimensions we are in. They are from greater dimensions, and they are not restricted by this physical world. But we need to press. The emergency button, I call it prayer. We need to pray. We need to have a conversation with God, and wait, and wait for the open door. Because when there is no way for us, there are so many ways for God. He can always open the door for us. Worship team, please come up. My final thought for you today is: we can rest in God's sovereignty. We can rest in God's sovereignty. Luke two verse twelve. This will be a sign to you. The angel says, "You will find a baby wrapped in clothes." And lying in the manger, I'm always amazed by the risks God has taken when He decided to become a human being coming to this world. Because you see, when God became a human being, He didn't come as a strong man, a superman descending from the sky. No. He came as an infant. He came as a baby. That is the most vulnerable form of a human being. And not only that, this baby was born in a very poor condition. I would say the condition of the stable was worse than most of the people, than the average people. How other people were born, and there is no extra security. 
Hey, we are not talking about an average person here. We are talking about the Messiah, the one who will save the whole humanity, who will change the whole course of human history. But God just let this vulnerable baby to be born in a stable, without any strong man, powerful man around him to provide political or religious protection. Without any extra security, why? Because God doesn't need strong men or powerful men or any kind of earthly power to accomplish His plan in this world. He doesn't need those things. He is the sovereign God. He has the authority. He has the power above everything, anyone in this world. So, my dear friends, we don't need to worry. We don't need to worry about what we have or what we don't have. We don't need to worry about what we gain or what we lose, because this sovereign God is with you. And He is for you, and He will always accomplish His plan in your life. Luke two verses fourteen. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. Peace only comes. When we rest in God's sovereignty, Joseph and Mary had gone through a very rough journey, but it is a rough journey with a peaceful ending, and they could always rest in God's sovereignty. No matter what you have been through, as long as you believe in God's plan and expect God's open doors. This Christmas season, you can rest in God's sovereignty. I truly believe, for some of us here today, this Christmas season is not just a holiday time for you to rest your physical body, your mentality, but it's a time for you to reset your spirituality. This Christmas season will be used by God to have a spiritual reset in your life. He will transform you into a brand new being. So, friends, God wants to relieve the burden of your shoulder. Don't worry. Don't doubt. Wherever you are, you are in the right place. For God to move, wherever you are, you are in the right place for God to move. Let's pray together.